Okay, ladies and gentlemen, good to see you. We'll have our opening prayer and go into our conference and then have the service afterwards. Uh, let's see. Kevin, would you pray for us, please, sir? Open us up in prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you in prayer today, Lord, thanking you for all you do for us, Lord, this day, Lord, another opportunity to serve you, Lord. And Lord, we uh, thank you, Lord, for the meal, Lord, and uh, we pray that food be nursing our body and we use our body to serve you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for uh, just all you many blessings, but most of all, for your love and mercy and your grace, Lord. Uh, Saving ourselves, Lord, never saving us, never leaving us, always taking care of us, Lord. Lord, we uh, ask you now just to be with us as we uh, conduct the uh, church's uh, business, Lord, just to help us make the right decisions, do the right things, Lord. Be with singing, Lord, and uh, be with Brother Ron, see, he brings the message, Lord, uh, speak through him, and we ask you just to be with us, keep us safe, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All those in fellowship with the Lord and each other, say amen. Amen. All right. We'll get started into this, if you will, please. Um, how about the minutes from the last meeting? We have those tonight. A Sunday school report. Do we have that? All right. Um, let's see. Brotherhood. We, I think we went over that already. Youth. Yes. I love it. Okay. I'm going to give that. WMU and you. I'm going to start with WMU because I got it at first. And, and so we had eight ladies in attendance for our WMU. We collected hygiene bags for the fair workers and we collected six different hygiene bags and those were taken to the association office and they were distributed to the workers uh, that come to the fair and they're always very appreciative of that and that we also began uh, collecting items for operation christmas show and that's ongoing throughout this september and october thank you now you and children yes <laughs> Okay, so youth and children's. Um, our teen kids program is going very, very well. We had an average of 17 
in attendance for the last month, which was great. So yeah, considering good. that for the mm -hmm. previous couple of years, we might have had three or four at a time. Uh, so so uh, we're wow. very thankful. <clears throat> and we continue to grow. So looking forward to some um, progress with that. Going to meet with my Wednesday night workers soon and kind of map out the holidays. Yes. Isn't that exciting? It is that's, exciting. That's quite an improvement. Wow. Wonderful. I remember when there's two or three or four back there. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's wonderful. Before we have the financial report, does anyone else need one? You didn't get one, you need one? Okay, you'll notice, let me explain something. Of course, you, you can see it for yourself. Uh, we dropped a little in the balance from uh, September, but if you'll see, the offerings were good. They were, they were very good. But we had a lot paid out, some things we don't normally pay out. So that'll come right back up, and that'll be a good thing. But how about the financial report? Who's got that for tonight? All right. Then it's just kind of self-explanatory. There it is for you. And uh, everything's looking fine. Okay. Any uh, old business tonight? New business? Any deacon recommendations? Okay, then need to call for an adjournment. So moved. Second. All those in favor, raise your hand. All right, and we'll close in prayer, and then Mr. Rogers will come up here, and Miss Kathy Brown, and we'll just get right on with the service. And let's, Roger, you pray for us, please, sir. Father God, we thank you for the time of Lord that you are with us, Lord, each day. God, help us, Lord, to make good decisions here. Yes. Lord, we keep you, Savior. Yeah. Lord, this is our aim. This is our hope. And God, may we instill, uh, Lord, the, the Bible in our children. Lord, help us, Lord, to raise them up in the way they should go. Lord, that they have not depart from you. Lord, be with the sick of our church. Be with Mr. Rodney. Yeah. Miss Gay, God, as they got the COVID. God, we pray that they would have a speedy recovery. Lord, be with all the others that couldn't come tonight that wanted to come so bad. Yeah. God, we pray that those in the hospitals, Lord, that those who are suffering with the elders, Lord, we pray for them, Lord, help us to be a ministry to it. Lord, help us, Lord, to be diligent, Lord, help us to work while the day is day. We love you, we thank you. Be with our pastors, he stands to preach. Be with our teachers in the back, Lord, bless them in the mighty way, bless the children, bless all who come to the house of the Lord. Lord, we may be a blessing to you. We love you, we thank you. God bless you. All right. Starting to gain number here in this late fall. Wonderful. Y'all have a song that you would like to hear. Uh-oh. I just, uh, I like a lot of these old songs. Surprise. A surprise. <laughs> well, I'm okay with that. I just don't want to surprise, uh, I don't want to surprise myself. How about page three, <laughs> how about page 367, No Tears in Heaven. <clears throat> 
in a ball field, if a kid gets hurt, you know, they just say, rub some dirt on it, you know. There ain't no tears in baseball. But in heaven, in heaven, there'll be no sorrow there. Amen. No tears in heaven. What a wonderful No tears in heaven, no sorrows given, all will be glory in that life. There'll be no sadness, all will be gladness, when we shall join that happy kind. No tears, no tears, no tears of their sorrow. No tears, no tears up there, no tears in heaven will be known. Glory is waiting, waiting up yonder, where we shall spend the endless day. There with our Savior will be forever, where no more sorrow can dismay. Tears, no tears of their sorrow and pain will all have flown. No tears, no tears, no tears of them, no tears in heaven will be known. Some morning yonder will cease to ponder. All will be clearer, loved ones be drear, in heaven will be made new. No tears, no tears, no tears of their sorrow and pain will all have flown. No tears, no tears, no tears of their, no tears in heaven will. Two fifty four. Two fifty four. Yeah, he prayed. Jesus went upon a mountain that he might commune with God. He prayed, he prayed on the hills of old Judea, which my blessed truth trod. He prayed, he prayed, he prayed. Father every day from the manger to the cross not a moment's time was lost Jesus prayed into the Father all the way all along while in the 
drops of blood he prayed he prayed not my will but thine be done my father was his prayer to God he cross not a moment's time was lost Jesus prayed into the Father of the way when upon the cross of Calvary in his agony and pain he prayed he prayed that the Father might forgive them who the Son of God had slain cross not a moment's time was lost Jesus prayed unto the Father all the way Amen Good job How about page 137 at the bottom Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Page 137 Yeah I think this is one we all know. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the set How I trust Him, how I prove 
glad I've learned to trust the precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that Thou art with me, will be with me till the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how Sweet by and by. Or old time religion. Oh, the old uh, three fifty one, the old time religion. Or the other. Or, or the other. Now you gotta, you gotta tell me which. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. I love this song. I do. It's good enough for me. Amen. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. It's good enough for one on the cross. We'll do that one too. Sweet by and by. Page 350. 350. Yeah. There's a line that is fairer than today. And by faith we can see Father went over the way to free 
dwelling place land in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed and our spirits shall sorrow no more not a sigh for the blessing of rest and the sweet by and by shall meet on that beautiful shore in the swing by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore to our bountiful Father above we will offer our tribute of glorious gift of his love and the blessings that hallow our days in the spring by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the spring by and by any of my singers, I didn't even ask any of our singers to sing tonight, but if you've got a song, this Hazel got a song. Do you not? She said no. Huh? I said, you're ready, you? No. scared You got one? Okay, come on. We still got a few minutes. Thank you, Miss Kelly. Altars open. It is well with my soul. Hey. 
or maybe I won't be. Um, could you, babe, go back there and hit the piano button? Sorry. And turn on. Never mind. Just do that. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I apologize for not you asking you earlier. That's all right. You can warm up with your church keys. <laughs> you know what? I'll just do that one, I guess. If I can find it. But love it 
Sunday morning and he was very nervous and he was preaching on the return of the Lord from Revelation where Jesus said behold I come quickly he was preaching on that and the, the pews were kind of close to the pulpit and there was people right down in front of him there and uh, so he started out and he said uh, the Lord said behold I come quickly and he thought, man, he couldn't remember the next line, Doug. He couldn't remember what to say next. So with a little bit more enthusiasm, he said, Behold, I come quickly. Still couldn't remember it. With everything he had, he ran back and he said, Behold, I come quickly. And he fell over the front of the pew, fell down in the lap of a dear old lady there. And when he gained his composure, he said, Oh, dear lady, I'm so sorry. She said, Sonny boy, I should have been expecting you told me three times you were coming. <laughs> Anyway. All right. Pray for Rodney and Gay. They're both very sick, but they're going to be all right. Pray for Brenda Autry. She's in Redmond Hospital having some respiratory problems, and we're watching that. Not sure what's going on with Brenda just yet. Uh, Sunday school. Pray for Sunday school. Excited about Sunday school. And wasn't that good about tonight? The growth back there in the yes. back. That's quite a jump. Yes. And we'll see the very same thing in Sunday school. Pick it right up, right. bring people in, children from everywhere, parents, all of it, anybody, ever. Listen, you can bring unsaved people into Sunday school and put them on your enrollment. That's they don't right. have to be saved to be on your enrollment That's right. in your Sunday school class. You can count them in Sunday school, and uh, that doesn't confuse anybody, but you can get them in your in enrollment and make them feel like, hey, I'm a part of this and I need to be here in this class and it might even lead to their salvation. That's right. So you, you can enroll anybody in Sunday school yes. and do that. And in the morning worship service, it's good to see Eric here tonight. He's our newest member here on Wednesday night. That's impressive. I like that. Yes, sir. All right, how about some prayer requests tonight? Anybody? 
Make sure I got a friend of mine, Brandon Hammock. He's got all kind of health issues, uh, everything from going blind to kidneys to oh. laundry lists and stuff. I asked God to yes, All right. Well, we sure pray for him. <clears throat> I saw another hand back here. Okay, honey? Uh, I have a friend, uh, her baby was I mean, her baby was born on Saturday, and they had to rush him to, from Gordon to um, Scottish Rite. They um, don't know if he's going to live or not because of his um, sugar and everything. It won't get uh, Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry. I saw, okay, sweetie. I have several uh, prayer requests. One's for Leon here. He's uh, limping. I know y'all see him with his cane, and so they, they want to do a hip replacement on him, and we're trying to avoid that surgery if we can. Sure. And we do believe in prayer healing. We believe in prayer prayer. Yeah. Uh, high. And so he's going tomorrow at 220 to have an injection put in his hip to see if that hip is <clears throat> to try to postpone anything like that. Sure. And then, um, of course, my grandson is <clears throat> in jail and we still have a postponement on that. We're not sure just what they're going to do about that. Uh, I don't know if, if y'all, uh, this was a political thing and we don't want to mix that with what we're doing here, but you know, there's a thing going around that's called swapping. And what it is, you know about it. I see the head yeah. on here. And so that happened in that marker Taylor Green right here in Rome, where she woke up and her yard was full of police officers with guns drawn on her. The same thing happened to my grandson, and that's why he's in prison. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, he's got a little boy by a lady he was not married to, and apparently she like, she wants somebody else in his place, and that's just what it's boiled down to. So they need a lot of prayer on this to where the authorities that's involved in this can see what's actually happening with him. He has a good attorney that's trying to get all this straightened out for him. Yes, ma'am. So he needs a lot of prayer on that. It's a sad situation. The whole family is just, you know, tore up about all this with Michael. His, his name is Michael. And Michael was saved by God back in... Uh, I have Kevin Farrell help me with the date, but it was way back before Christopher passed away. He was thrown through the windshield of a car, and part of his brain matter was actually on the highway. Now, when we got down there in Florida, they had given up hope on Michael at the time. He was 17 years old, and the doctors had called family in. Well, we went praying for him, and he's up walking and working a job, got this little boy, and, 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 and God's been using Michael a lot, and so now he's faced with this. But he needs a lot of prayer. Yes, ma'am. We have a little granddaughter that's 11 months old. She's in Florida, too. She just got out of the hospital for seizures, and they can find no reason for this baby to be having seizures. Okay. Now, her mother has custody of her, and last month she fell off the couch and went out with a broken arm. And so this month she's in the hospital for seizures, and so we need a little prayer. Her name is Arabella. 11 months old, and we need prayers for the little Arabella, too. All right. Well, sure, pray for all of these. That's all for right now. Yes, Thank you for sharing that. We'll pray for all of these. All of these. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Katrina's mom is looking at back surgery. Oh, okay. She's got some bulging discs. Mm. which causing pain and swelling her legs and feet. Okay. Y'all pray for her. Absolutely. Anyone else? Silent request. All right, look at Luke chapter 9 once again, verses 37 through 45. Luke 9, 37 
through 45. We're talking about the importance of faith. The importance of faith. If you'll stand with me, look at these. And then we'll pray. We'll pray over all these prayer requests together, if you will, please. And pray for Michael Dalrymple. Uh, Juanita called me today. Michael had a very difficult day. And we want to pray for him. And I talked to Michael as well. But pray for them. They were here Sunday. And uh, Michael has a long way to go. But it's a miracle the man's even alive. But really pray for them. Uh, Luke 9, 37. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, that is the Mount of Transfiguration, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. Oh, my. And lo, his spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departed from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, and he said this to his disciples, O foolish and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring the son hither. And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. Verse 43, I love this. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered everyone at these things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, Let these things sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. But they understood not this saying, and it was hid from them that they perceived it not, and they feared to ask him anything about this saying. Let's talk about the importance of faith, and let's pray about these prayer requests as well, would you? Dear Lord, thank you for this good group in here, and I love Wednesday night Bible study. It really helps me and encourages me along through the rest of the week. Bless everyone standing before me tonight, and dear Lord, all the prayer requests, meet every one of them according to your wonderful grace and tender mercies and your perfect will. God bless us abundantly. Holy Spirit, share with us wonderful words of life tonight and bless us Sunday with a great day. And I'll praise you, dear Lord, for all you do. For asking in your name of thanksgiving, amen. You never know what the needs are anytime you're in a worship service. And even in this group tonight, there are a lot of needs represented. And the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit and his precious word, he can take a passage and meet every need of every person in the house. That's just amazing. And he can help you tonight. No matter what's going on in your world, please listen carefully. He will help you if you'll open your heart and mind and let him speak to you tonight. The foundation of the Christian life is faith. Faith in God. Faith is believing what God says in his word. It's not attaching it to some feeling or emotion or a goosebump running up and down your spine. It is taking God's word and saying, I believe that. My faith is resting in that. Whatever God says in his word, that's where you put your faith in God's word. Now, here's a wonderful thing about faith. It takes future promises and brings them back to the present. It adds substance to them. It makes them real presently. And that's just a wonderful thing about having faith in God. According to Hebrews eleven six, it is impossible to please God without faith. 
If you want to please God and have his favor on you and have his smile on his face looking at you, you trust him by faith. You just say, Heavenly Father, I believe what you say in your word. I will not doubt you. You've always been faithful. You've always done what you promised and I've never caught you in a lie. You've never hurt anyone. You've never disappointed anyone. You've never forsaken anyone and I can trust you and that's where your faith is. Faith in God. I hadn't heard that in a while. Where's that train been? Anyway, let's look at three things tonight as we have time. First of all, there's demon possession in verses 37 through 39. Jesus and his three disciples came down from the Mount of Transfiguration. There was this large crowd in the valley there in Capernaum. And uh, the other nine disciples were there. There were some scribes and Pharisees there. And there was this host of people who followed Jesus everywhere he went, this miracle worker. They were fascinated by him, intrigued by him, not necessarily believing on him as the Messiah of Israel, but they'd never seen anything like this miracle worker. And thousands of people thronged around him everywhere he went. Large crowd down at the foot of the mountain when Jesus came down with Peter, James, and John. And out of the three synoptic disciples, uh, out of the three synoptic gospels, and synoptic means the same, just a big word. Out of the three similar gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they're similar, John's different. But out of the three synoptic gospels, only Luke says, this was the father's only child, mine. Can you parents get in on this tonight? This was this father's only child. Oh, what a condition he's in. This very terrible, powerful demon had possessed that boy. Now, it's hard for us to get in on that in our thinking in the Western world. We don't see that. If, it's, if we saw it and scare us to death, it'd scare me to death. But we don't see that. But in that part of the world, during that time, there was a lot of demon possession, a lot of demon activity. And this demon, powerful demon, terrible demon, uh, possessed this young man totally, all of his senses. And what he was doing to the boy was unbelievable. He was throwing him in fires. He was finding pools of water and trying to drown him. And uh, Mark Gospel comes along and says that he even made the child a deaf mute. Can you believe that? And he had been this way for a long time since he was a little boy. He was demon-possessed for a long time. What a horrible life for this little boy to live. But for his father to see that, it must have ripped his heart out to see his only child like that. Demon possession. It was a horrible thing. But then there's the disciples' failure. Not only demon possession, disciples' failure in verses 40 through 41. Now the father pressed through the crowd, pushed everybody out of the way, and here's what he did. Frank, he... He fell down at Jesus' feet and he cried out to him and said, Have mercy on my son, my only child. He's demons. Look at what's happening to him. I'm afraid he's going to kill him. And he almost did. Terrible thing. But he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged for mercy. Now our Lord can't handle stuff like that. He has to respond. You know, he can't handle it. I mean, his heart's too big. We're talking about the great, big, wonderful heart of God filled with divine love. And you fall at his feet and beg for something, you're going to get some help. You really are. You say, well, I don't, I don't do much of that. I, well, you will if you get desperate enough. I mean, if things get rough enough over at your house, 
And you'll forget about your pride and self-will and all the rest of it. You'll say, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to plead with my Lord to have mercy on me. And brother, he'll come running every time. He will help you. Oh, this tore and pulled at the heart of the Savior, the Lord Jesus. When this father fell at his feet and said, have mercy on my only child. But here's what happened. The disciples had tried, while Jesus was up in the mountain, the disciples, the nine of them, tried to cast that demon out of that boy, and they could not do it. Why? They had done it before. According to Matthew 10, Jesus had sent the disciples out uh, and given them power over unclean spirits and other special powers that were during that day, during the disciples' ministry. They had cast out demons before. Why could they not cast this one out? Well, one thing, this was a very powerful demon. Oh, very powerful. Everyone was afraid of this little boy because he was totally demon-possessed. He, he controlled all the boy's senses. He even spake out through the boy's voice. But they were terrified of this demon, and that had something to do with it. But could it be that the... Disciples assume too much. You can use your imagination a little bit. You never can operate on past blessings. You never can assume that something God did before, He's just going to show up and do it again because He used you in that way one time before. This is a daily walk with the Lord Jesus and a daily encounter with His wonderful power through His Holy Spirit. And if you're not up to date with your walk with the Lord, you may not be able to meet the daily task that you face. It's a daily walk, a daily encounter, and it's wonderful. Always be ready. Always be have your heart warm and be right with God all the time. Don't wait till the weekend you come to church and try to get uh, caught up on everything. Don't do that. Walk with the Lord every day, and every day with Jesus will be sweeter than the day before. It really will. So you can kind of put your own imagination in there without violating any biblical principles. But one thing's for sure, they could not cast that demon out. They had done it before. But wait a minute, Jesus held them accountable. He did not excuse them. He did not say, well, it was a powerful demon. And no, he held them accountable. In fact, he gave them a strong rebuke, very unusual for the Savior toward his disciples. But in verse 41, he said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring the Son hither. Imagine saying that to your hand-chosen followers, your 12 men. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. That reveals the Lord's hurt and disappointment in those men. I can, I can pretty well roll with things, but if I think I have hurt my Lord and disappointed Him in me, that really gets to me. Does that bother you? I mean, if I think I have hurt His feelings, and listen, you say, well, he's God and he's up in heaven. He sits upon his throne of glory and he rules and he's the native son of heaven. He's the object of worship up there. Yes, but he's also human. He took back with him his human body. And he has your nature, 
yet without sin. He has no sin. He's sinless son of God. He's God and man sitting upon that throne. And you can hurt his feelings very deeply. So can I. I do not want to do that. How about you? I'd rather have his smile than to have a million dollars in the bank. Honestly. I'd rather have his smile and his approval and say, you know, Ron, you're my little preacher boy and I love you. And you're not the best in town, but you stay with it and I'm proud of you. I'd rather have that than anything on this planet. His approval. He hurt. They hurt him deeply. They disappointed him because they should have been able to cast that demon out of that boy. There's the disciples' failure. And then there's a third thing, and that is divine power. <clears throat> I love that. Verse 42. And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. Now, one last attempt on the part of that evil spirit in that boy to kill him, actually kill him. Threw him down, he was foaming at the mouth. I don't mean to me gross. Foaming at the mouth and rolling around on the ground in terrible pain. He was bruised and bleeding. This demon was doing all these things. And Jesus stopped him and said, you come out of him now. He rebuked that demon. You see that in the middle part of verse 42? And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. There was nothing else the demon could do. This was sovereign power, right? This was the Son of God exhibiting sovereign power and there was no power in the universe that can withstand the Son of God. And when Jesus said to that demon, I rebuke you, come out of that boy, there was nothing he could do but obey the Son of God. I love that. He has power over the devil and over his demons. We're not at the mercy of a devil. We're at the mercy of God. If you believe that, say amen. amen. We're at the mercy of God, not at the mercy of the devil. You don't have to go around living your life and saying, I wonder what the devil's going to do to me and my family next. And before he goes to sleep at night, you look under the bed for any critters and anything else. But you don't have to live that way. No, you're not at the mercy of the devil. I know, I know what you two are thinking, and I'm about to tell it, but I won't. But anyway, you're not at the mercy of the devil. You're at the mercy of God. And all you have to do is run to Jesus. You can't handle the devil on your best day, on your best day and on his worst day. You still can't handle him. But Jesus can handle him any old day. Amen. I just run in behind him. I think it was Uncle Buddy Robinson, a little Nazarene preacher, said, When the devil comes knocking at my door, I just say, Jesus, would you answer that? I just don't want to talk to him today. You don't mess with him. You can't match wits with him. You cannot do anything with him. Next to our Savior, he's the most powerful being in the universe. The devil is. Next to the Savior. But next to is the operative words there. Next to. Jesus is the most powerful being in the universe. And no one can withstand the Son of God when he speaks, no matter who he speaks to, in, in the universe, in the spirit world, they have to obey the Son of God. And this powerful evil spirit obeyed Jesus and came out of that boy. That's amazing. It really was. So here's the thing about it. This is the same power that cast out 
all the demons. You remember Isaiah 14, you can read it sometimes. There was war in heaven. This is before the war was. There was war in heaven. And Lucifer, he was, it was Satan, but he was called Lucifer, son of the morning back then. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. And he got up a rebellion against God and wanted to overthrow him and take him off his throne and wanted to be like God. And a third of the angels followed Lucifer in that rebellion. And the Lord cast all of them out of heaven. They had to obey him. A third of the innumerable host. Now listen, the angels are innumerable, so how much is a third of them? I don't know. But there was a host, host, millions and millions and millions of them rebelling against God with Lucifer's leadership, and they were all cast out of heaven. Now some of them were put in a bottomless pit, and they're still there in chains, but millions and millions and millions of them are roaming the earth doing the bidding of their commander-in-chief, the devil. And that's where they come from that rebellion originally. But here, when Jesus cast this demon out, he gave that boy back to his father. Can you, can you go there in your mind? Can you see that? My soul, I see that. There's that boy and his daddy and they're hugging and loving all over each other. I got my boy back, thank God. And he was normal, instantly normal, healed, wonderful. He wasn't deaf anymore. He could speak now. He didn't have bruises and bleeding. He was well, wonderfully, instantaneously because Jesus did that. Now, I love verse 43. I've got this in brackets in my Bible. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. The word amazed, there's a very strong word. And here's what it means. It means to be driven out of your senses with amazement. How do you like that? To be driven out of your senses with amazement. Boy, if there's anything missing in our churches, it's the supernatural element. Amen. Am I right? Amen. When's the last time you was in a church service and you went out and saying, I'm amazed at the mighty power of God. I haven't seen anything like that in years. How long has it been since you've witnessed something like that? That's missing. Yeah. Oh, we need that supernatural element back. Am I right? That's what causes sinners to grip the pew and say, oh, my soul, I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. And come running down the aisle with tears stained and saying, what must I do to be saved? It's that power that does it. It's not the preacher's little outline. It's not his humor. But you have to admit, my humor is really good. But anyway, that's, that's not got anything to do with it. It's the power of God. And oh, all of us in here tonight, I plead with you, let's beg our Heavenly Father and our Lord Please send the old time power, that power again, and move our church and move other churches. But I'm interested in this church. This is where I am. This is where we are. And I want to see that mighty power of God where everybody knows it was God who did it. And they all go out the door saying, my, my, not what a preacher, but oh, what a Savior. Amen. Mm, that's what we need. I'll give you this and we'll be through it. Are you going through a little something tonight? Are you carrying a load? Please listen to this and I'll be through. Now, this same power that the three disciples witnessed on the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus' clothes glistened and his face did outshine the sun and the walls of his flesh radiated the glory of God and they saw that. That same power was the same power down in the valley that they saw working in that boy casting out that demon. We sing the song here. He's God of the mountain, 
but he's God of the valley. Same God, same God, same power. Same God up in the mountain, same God down in the valley at the foot of the mountain, same God, same power. That's this. They learn more about Jesus in the valley than they did on the mountain. They learn more about themselves in the valley than they did on the mountain because they saw their weakness and their need of the Lord's power in their life. So if you're going through a valley tonight, it's a good place to be. I know it hurts, but it's a good place to be to learn more about yourself, more about your Savior, and that you really can trust Him. And the lessons learned in the dark seasons of your life are more precious than gold. Oh my, you can learn more about Him that way. And he closed by talking about the cross. Isn't that something? But they dare not say anything about it. All of our lives, everything good about our lives, anything worthwhile is all because of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here it is, the importance of faith. And all God's people said, Amen. It's wonderful. God bless you. Let's stand if you will, please. I love Wednesday nights. I love it. Thank you for coming. This is a good group tonight. Pray for all these that were mentioned and pray for the Sunday School Sunday and the services and all of it. And let's ask God just to keep us till that time and we'll watch all these people who are sick. Brother Doug, would you pray for us, please, sir? Father, we're so thankful. Thankful for this night you've allowed us to be a part of. Bless our pastor, Lord God, as he goes in and out before us. Thank you for the reading of your word. Thank you for the expounding of your word. Bless each and every one that's come this way. Touch them tonight, Lord, in a mighty way. Bless our church as a whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.